it was nice to have a new movie to look forward to. And for that reason, I do not regret spending money on it. But yes, I did spend money on it. You know what, though? I have to say, I enjoyed the first Trolls. Same, to be fair. My work's showing it from this weekend. Well, can you get a free ticket to it, then? Well, no, because I'm working both days. Ah, right. Well, Sam Rockwell plays a cowboy troll. And, like, so he's, like, a a centaur troll, but he's also Texan. And he's also a double agent. And he's actually Irish. Okay, now I'm going to watch this film tonight, I think. Hello and welcome to 35 Minute Movies. I'm Cameron. And, as always, I'm joined by Always. Say say hello to the people out there. How you doing? How, How are we, Cameron? I am, I'm okay. I'm I'm under the fort again. It's um warm under here because I've been waiting for you to set up your mic for so long. Guys, you need to you need to listen and share the podcast so we can get sponsors so that we can invest in better setups. Yeah, I'd like to have a mic that doesn't pick up everything if I have it too high and then picks up nothing if I have it at a certain level. It's just be great. It'd be great fun. But we're doing we're doing well. The growth is good. Our growth is there. We're increasing week to week. So, you know, people are listening. Somehow, somehow, for some reason. We're getting the word out. We're doing it very well. Now, this this podcast here, you may have listened before, but if you haven't, we go through news, we review a couple of movies, and we tell you what's coming out in the next week or two, in like yes. a 30, in like thirty five minutes or less, and usually it's more, but. It's supposed to be 35 minutes or less. We're getting there. Remember when we used, remember when we used to do this in 20 minutes? <laughs> I honestly don't know how we managed. Genuinely, I, I can't. I don't think a single one of those were 20 minutes, though. I don't think a single one of them were. No, they were not. There's no, not a chance. Not a chance. Anyway, uh, the news is pretty light, but we're going to have to... Do you want to start uh, with the really um, like heartbreaking stuff first? Yes, yeah, so we lost... The great Chadwick Boseman to cancer. He was only forty-three, and he passed away. I think I think it surprised us all, um, because he he'd been diagnosed in two thousand and sixteen. No one knew, and suddenly he was gone. I remember waking up to the news, and all my group chats were sort of kicking off. Group chats I've not even used yeah. in ages, and I remember just looking at them and and seeing everyone just being like Chadwick Boseman has died and at first I didn't believe it because I was like there's there's no way he's no. young he's fit you know it was one of those things where the name doesn't compute with what's being said yes. you're just like gee that doesn't seem po- that doesn't seem physically possible yeah. it doesn't seem like it could even be a possibility the man had so much talent and was destined for more you know what I mean like he, it, it felt like he'd been in a couple films obviously before but but since Black Panther it seemed like he was just about to skyrocket and I just feel that uh, he's definitely taken far too, like talent that was taken far, far too soon. Yeah, and um, I think what was most surprising is the fact that in between, obviously, Black Panther. I mean, it's not, it, not even. I mean, in between Civil War, Black Panther, yeah. Infinity War, and Endgame, all very physically demanding roles, doing all of those films, and then Twenty One Bridges, and The Five Bloods, and and all of this in between sessions of chemotherapy and you know cancer treatment it, it just shows how courageous he was and the fact that no one knew i mean that's that's really it just goes a long way in showing his talent and the kind of person he was i think 
Yeah, and every single person that had some had something to say about Umber just mentioned how kind he was, how smart, intelligent he was. He just he seemed like such a great guy as well. Like what I remember watching interviews with like, uh, the press junkets during Black Panther and stuff. He just seemed like you could watch you could watch uh, watch him talk all day. You know what I mean? Like he's just one of those guys. Just, yes, like insanely easy to listen to, insanely talented. Just oh. It's just shocking. Yeah, I've but, been I've been yeah. watching a lot of I I was obviously watching a lot of inter- interviews the day that broke, um because it was sort of flooding my Twitter timeline and it just the person he was was I mean he just seemed like such a great person and today in fact mm-hmm. um I was watching Off Script which is an interview series that Jamie Fox does where he just sort of sits down with people there's no script he just sort of has a chat with them and he did an episode with Chadwick Boseman and 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 they were talking about Black Panther 2 and it was just really really just heartbreaking um he had so much energy in that interview he's just such a, a a fun person he seemed like so a, a big loss i think 42 is on prime which is his Jackie Robinson film Chadwick Boseman's Jackie Robinson film yeah and obviously the five bloods is on netflix and i believe his last performance is in Marini's Black Bottom which is a film All that's right. set to to come out later this year, set in Chicago, nineteen twenty-seven. He stars in that alongside Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. Yes, that, I believe is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, big deal. Yeah. Uh, so on to hopefully some brighter topics. Um, the new trailer for No Time to Die has officially released. So I guess that film is sticking to its November release date. What did you think of that? Well, I didn't watch it until very like literally just before we hit record and um best trailer that they've put out so far i would i would argue i mean it's a very very yeah. very strong trailer um obviously the actions looking great there were some act- there were set pieces we hadn't even seen yet which is really kind of depressing that we had to see them now that they because they've kind of scraped the bottom of the barrel for stuff they didn't want to spoil because they've already had all the trailers out before but yeah no a really strong trailer looking great and i think they've obviously been given a bit of boost of confidence off of uh tenets good draw of crowds and cinemas yeah i think so i i actually wonder because they obviously announced the the new trailer the other day but they announced it like the day after the box office figures for tenet came out and i kind of wonder if maybe they were um they were sort of hoping that the film did well and then were sort of banking on that because i imagine if tenet flopped we wouldn't be getting this trailer not a chance in hell. No, not a chance in hell. There's no way they would even risk it. They'd just push it back into next year, which seems a bit silly, but we're going to do. You know what I mean? It's COVID. I'm, I'm interested to yeah. see what happens with the US release date. We don't really know yet how that's been doing, do we, in America? Um, so Tenet has opened this weekend um, in America, so I guess we'll find out come next week how the sort of US figures are for that. Yeah, because I... I'm interested to see because most Americans I follow on Twitter seem to be proper like tinfoil hat and like terrified to leave the house kind of stuff. But they're obviously in a much yeah. different place than we are in terms of where Corona Corona is. So it would be interesting to see if they do end up pushing the release in America if people no one comes out to see it or do a video on demand thing, which would be kind of depressing, I guess. I just started watching all the Bond films. So I'm kind of hoping that No Time to Die doesn't move again because I'm really looking forward to it because, yeah, that, that trailer was fantastic. I don't think it'll move again, no. I think we're, I think we're yeah. really sorted. I think, I think we're okay, which sort of arrogantly I'm like, ha, 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 
you know, to to Americans, but you know, I guess it's their own fault. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, but that's November twelfth here in the UK. That's coming out, and then supposedly, um, as of right now, November twentieth in in the US. And yeah, another film that's hopefully not going to be moving anytime soon, which is one I'm very very excited for, and that's Denis Villeneuve's Dune. He's remaking remaking Dune. How, what, oh, sorry, what's his second name? Villeneuve. Villeneuve. No. Villeneuve. Is it? Yes. Look, it's it's, it's a hard Denny one to pronounce. Villeneuve. <laughs> it's 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 a tough one <laughs> to pronounce. Okay. Um, he is doing Dune. Um, I just finished reading the book actually, literally a few days ago, Ooh. and he's one of my favorite directors and. A teaser trailer has released. We might have seen a leaked version of it. Yes. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm very, very excited. A trailer trailer advertising the trailer for September 9th or yes. something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy stuff. We're gonna have trailers in in the cinema as well. That was in a that was taken in the cinema. A trailer a trailer trailer in a cinema is something I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, neither. Which is interesting. Um, that's a hype moment. I would imagine. I would, I'm very excited for this movie. If it comes out, different story. But I, I would imagine it's Warner Brothers, so they might do the old release it here, release it in the US in like December next year instead. But there's nowhere else for it to go. <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like it can only really come out in December of this year because if it comes out December of next year, it's kind of fucked. So. Well, that's what we were sort of talking about because obviously it's. I, I mean, look, I don't. I, you know, I, I hope that. June gets all the viewers and it gets all the money, but it does seem like kind of a niche film. Like I don't really know many non-film enthusiasts talking about it. And obviously, Blade Runner twenty forty nine didn't exactly do well at the box office. So I feel as though it's really the only um, release slot that this film can survive in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about as well. The Blade Blade Runner thing because that made no next to no money. And Warner Brothers still went, yeah, here's more money to make this massive, massive sci-fi film. Like, I get that he's a great director and the Blade Runner, there was nothing wrong with Blade Runner's quality. It's one of my favourite films of that year it came out. But um, obviously in terms of slow-burning kind of sci-fi stuff, you'd think Warner Brothers, who co-produced it, Blade Runner with Sony, would kind of be a bit sceptical almost about this, this film. So I'm surprised yeah. it's even being made, to be fair. You know, they're giving him creative freedom to make all of it and to tell the story how he wants which is it's a very big risk yeah because this film could bomb and obviously in the current circumstances as well have they shot them all or are they, are they still waiting for no they've just shot the first ah, one right. okay so i we, believe we could still not get those <laughs> yeah i think i think it's only i think it's two films and i believe this one's adapting essentially the first half of the novel mm-hmm and I believe they're doing a TV series as well. Are they doing a TV series? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, a TV series or something like that in the making as well. Interesting. Hmm. And to be fair, it's a very beefy book. Like it, it is a very hard. I know it's been called unfilmable before, and obviously David Lynch made a version of it, which was, from what I've heard, pretty shocking. I've not seen it yet because I was wanting to finish the book first. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how Denny does with it, but yeah. I have, you know, complete faith in him to sort of deliver something because I've enjoyed all of his movies thus far. 
We should probably watch Lynch's one and talk about it at some point on the podcast because I'd be interested to. Can we do a live commentary? <laughs> I've heard I've heard mixed things about it, mainly because of like it was only bad because of studio interference and kind of being the wrong fit, almost as well. Like it's almost like it shouldn't be a Lynch film, but yeah, um, I'd, I'd be interested to watch it. Um, we should do. Well, I know he publicly he publicly denounces that film. Does he? That's yeah. exciting. I mean. <laughs> That you always want that when you when you release a film for the director to publicly denounce it. Um. Well, that's kind of why Denis um, jumped on it because the Empire did a, a a big interview on the the film and they released some exclusive stills. And basically, one of the sort of interview clips that I saw was Denis basically saying that he was half satisfied by David Lynch's version. He felt that David didn't really do it justice, and obviously. David denouncing the film himself sort of gave Denis the comfort of going in and, and giving his take on it. Yeah, that's that'd be a good. It'd be like someone, be like the director of Harry Potter saying, "I don't want, I hate this Harry Potter film." You'd be feel you'd feel more comfortable going and making another Harry Potter. Yeah, it pretty much. Yeah. So that's December eighteenth, right? Um, of this year. That's this year. Hopefully, that's a Star Wars date. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> So, speaking of Star Wars, a little show called The Mandalorian <gasps> is getting a second season, and they finally ar- announced the release date for it. Uh, October 30th, that'll be premiering on Disney+. Plus. And they like, released a blue logo with Baby Yoda staring at The Mandalorian walking Yes, around. it looks really cool. I know, it's so exciting, I cannot wait. Oh my! Was, I'm excited for Yeah, that. no, I really, really loved The Mandalorian. I thought it was a nice... Uh, I think there was a couple duds in that run um, last season, just because almost finding its feet there was a little there's always seems to be a lot of a little bit of filler in all these streaming shows for some reason you know what i mean yeah never seem to be able to streamline them completely to the way kind of to cut all the fat but um yeah no most of the time it was really 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 great i thought it was really well, well written and I, I mean pedro wasn't in the armor for all of it but when he was you know i mean you could tell and it was very good voice acting as well you know i mean it was good it's just a yeah. great show overall, overall. And maybe Yoda, man. You can't. Exactly. You can't not love that little boy or little girl. We don't know. It could maybe Yaddle. <laughs> We're not quite sure. I think um, the last couple episodes are really, really solid. So if the sort of second season can keep up that momentum, then we're in for a treat. Definitely, definitely. But that's a TV show. How? Why are we talking about this? We're about the movies. I know. We're about the thirty-five minute movies. There's none of them, but we're, we're, we're we can talk about some movies. Let's talk about some movies we've seen. What have you seen recently? Go. Bill and Ted. Bill and Face Ted. the music. Oh, what a! I mean, all of the Bill and Ted's. I know that you watched all three, and I watched all three as well. Yes, because I'm a bit too young for the whole Bill and Ted train. I know some people my age have seen them, but obviously they're like 80s to 90s and you have to have parents that really enjoy Bill and Ted for them to show you Bill and Ted when you're young. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on the whole, was never big on the whole Bill and Ted thing. Wasn't quite sure about it, but my God, I watched Excellent Adventure up to face the music basically in the span of a week. And my... They're good. They're great. They're really solid. They're very good. All of them are really great. Um, uh, Excellent Adventure, probably my favourite because it just seems like the best idea almost like the like it had and you were kind of wanted to do whereas bogus journey seemed like it was more of a cash grab kind of sequel-y thing yeah but yeah uh what did you think about i really enjoyed them now i i have to say i wasn't the biggest fan of bogus journey um i just thought it was a little bit too 
offbeat for its own good, yeah. essentially. I, I um, Again, I, I completely agree with the fact that they are all solid movies, and I still did have some fun with Bogus Journey, um, but it, it feels more like it was cashing in on the success of the mm-hmm. first one, because that first one has so much energy. Oh, man. If, um, the first one knew what just, it wanted to do, is what I think. I think Bogus Journey was yeah. more just kind of weirder, like too weird for some good like it is, but it, it didn't, it felt too all over the place in terms of its story like we're going here now we're going here now we're going here now whereas yeah excellent adventure Would... was more just kind of streamlined original idea great kind of execution and funny comedy whereas bill and ted bogus journey is a bit more stupid yeah which is what i would say about face the music what i really liked about that was it sort of took the best of both worlds it has the sort of energy of that first one and it has the weirdness of the second but it sort of like gets it right almost because the third one sort of it gets a little bit crazy towards the end but i think it it does it well enough to sort of pull it off almost Mm -hmm. 100 percent. i think face the music is like my second favorite i think it's better bogus journey by a long shot um yeah i think we probably agree on the ranking of them yeah definitely i mean i i hope i think i would hope most people agree on the ranking because i don't think bill i think face the music's probably an easy second compared to Bogus Journey in, in most cases. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed Face Music. I wasn't overly keen on it to begin. Like, I wasn't like excited for it but after until I watched the movies, the, the new ones, but uh, the old ones. But yeah, it was very solid in general, which has, I was. I will about. say this Keanu Reeves without facial hair it looks haunting. It's terrifying. <laughs> you even had like a it's lot genuinely. Of- it's just scary stuff, but you even had a little bit of stubble in uh, Bogus Journey. Like you could tell, you could see that little, like yeah. a shadow in Bogus Journey, whereas this he had just nothing, and it was terrifying. And not to sort of delve into spoilers or anything, but there, there's different interpretations of Bill and Ted, and there are other ones of Keanu where he has facial hair, and that was way more comforting than non-facial haired Keanu Reeves yeah I think that's in the trailer with the, the, the prison yard ones isn't it it's, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. that's um, much much more comforting I, I have to ask about Alex Winter um, is he in other things like I don't know him from other, anything else other than Bill and Ted like is he what I don't know I don't um, I, I genuinely do not know I have to I have to sort of admit I, I have not seen him in anything and directed the Ben 10 live action movies as well no way. No, he didn't. He did. Did he actually? Yeah, he did. No way. Yeah, he directed the Ben 10. The Ben 10 Alien Swarm no and Ben way. 10. Race Against Time. Yeah, that's probably the other one. Oh, oh my God. That's amazing. That, that's your connection to Alex Winter for, for you there. Um, what? Yeah. I have a DVD of Ben 10 Race Against Time sitting on my shelf right now. Yeah, that's that. Yep. Oh, well, my God. Go. Got a, an Alex Winter production sitting right there. He was in The Lost Boys as well. And that's very unexpected and smosh the movie oh god oh god but yeah he obviously not had us he should be in more things so i quite i really enjoyed his performance in bill and ted he does an excellent kind of he's most excellent funny <laughs> 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 funny 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 yeah yeah no um he's he's very very good um everyone was really good in in all three movies i really enjoyed um all three of them in fact out in the uk on september 16th yeah the date's been like up in the air a lot but i think it went from 
They went from the 4th of September to the 23rd of September to the 16th of September. So we're at the 16th now. Tickets on sale from today, I believe, as well. One film that, that we did see in cinemas, um, I know you saw it and I saw it, and that was The New Mutants. Yes, the long-awaited, Finally. The long-awaited uh, last X-Men film that's been what? It wasn't even supposed to be the last, last X-Men film, was it? It was supposed to be the one that came out around about Deadpool 2. This was supposed to be the first in a trilogy, in fact. A trilogy i can't imagine but that's not happening anymore <laughs> i would i would hope so the, the the film is really dreadful it's like what set in a mental hospital uh they get um was that a, a native is it like a native american lady gets taken like a native american teenager gets taken in with powers and they sort of like they're sort of haunted by all these strange visions. Is that kind of the best way to describe it? That's like yeah. So it's like the Breakfast Club with mutant abilities, except instead of detention, they're stuck in a, a mental hospital, uh-huh. I guess, and they're trying to figure out their powers. Um, I will say this. I will say this. Considering how much it has been delayed, it wasn't as bad as I thought it could be. But it was nowhere near as good as it should have been for the amount it had been. Delayed. Also very true. It was sort of in the middle. It was boring i think more than anything else i also don't think it sat right in terms of its genre like you could tell i think the original plan for it was to be more young adult like adventure and they ended up leaning more into the horror because of the first trailer that got released after well so what i heard was the reason that they wanted to do reshoots was to make it scarier because apparently the test screenings um the audiences wanted more of that but then obviously the whole fox disney acquisition happened and then Disney said no to the reshoots. And then we just got this cut that was screened to like test audiences back in 2018. I personally think it could have been scarier. I also would have really liked to see a scarier X-Men film. I think there's a lot of potential there yeah. um, to do something unique. But yeah, just sort of, it fell, fell a bit flat on the horror. It also fell a bit flat on the sort of teen stuff, I thought, personally. Yeah, that's my, that was my main issue. Kind of, it felt stuck between, between uh, still felt too stuck between those. Like, it didn't really yeah. commit to anything. It sort of just stuck between the two genres and it didn't blend very well. And also there was, like, scarier bits in the trailer that weren't in the actual film. Yes, I noticed The whole it. wall thing, like, the, the whole, you know, like, they had that whole poster with the wall, the faces coming through the walls. Yeah, that was yeah. That in the film. Yeah, no, because I so I, I don't deal well with jump scares and I was expecting a lot of jumps from the marketing, but there's none. None, yeah. None at all. Um, yeah, and, you know, if you're going for a sort of PG-13 um, soft 15 rating, then you would expect it to be at least jumpy, but really it's just the most sort of bland, diluted piece of crap ever. Yeah, it's just it's just dull. And the only kind of... The funniest thing, like the most entertaining funniest thing, is probably Maisie Williams' accent. For the like, for and the, Anya Taylor Joy's yes. accent. All the accents are bad. Accents. Maisie Williams' Scottish accent, though, really did it for me because it's just like, <laughs> I heard one Scottish lady, and I just thought I'd do this voice for the entire film, and I just, it just, it just makes me ang- like actually angry. And I, I turned, I turned to my mate, and just. I could see in his eyes that we were both just laughing because we had masks on him in the cinema and I could just see he was like fucking dying underneath that mask because it was just... Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, so I'll give it credit in that it made me and my friends laugh. <laughs> like we had a good time watching it, not because of the movie, but just because of how sort of bad and awkward it was, like the accents, some of the dialogue, the CGI, oh God. 
I didn't even I, I, I this screenshot's going around of like the pirated copy with like the bear, but I didn't I didn't really the, the one thing that really didn't it didn't even stick out to me the CGI. Like I never I never thought of it as visibly bad, if that makes sense. Nah, there's that it's that one shot where um he's like, Oh, the bear's magic and Anya Taylor Joy's like, Well, I'm magic and then her portal sort of opens up. That was I thought uh, Oh, just a really bad scene and really bad CGI. It's magic. And you're like Ooh. It's magic. So am I. Yay, you mutants. <laughs> Is there well, actually? Oh. I'd like to speak to you because you mentioned this um, briefly in the last episode. Moving on to the next film, you mentioned this briefly in the last podcast, and we you wanted to speak more about it in terms because it's one of those ones you got to discuss. And I can't help but feel like I won't be able to discuss it with you at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this? I'm thinking of ending things. Yes. No. This was I'm thinking of ending things. Um, a film I felt that visibly almost shamed me into how stupid I was. I just, I just didn't. I, I'm just gonna openly. I didn't fucking get it. I just didn't. I think I need to watch it again. I just didn't really understand what was happening. Like, <laughs> I think I. Do you know what? I think it was where I, I went to pee really quickly, and I forgot to pause it, and I thought to myself, "Be fine, be fine." And I think that was my downfall because I was like, "No, hundred percent." That was probably what happened. I, I think, I think once it comes out. Uh, but it's out tomorrow, out today, isn't it? So I'll watch it again over the weekend, maybe if I have time. I think I'm not busy at work, so I might watch it at work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I like about Charlie Kaufman's films, though, is you don't always. For me, I'm thinking of ending things as more of an experience yes. than anything it else. Like... like it's just a film you let wash over you, mm-hmm. essentially. The ending with the dancing. I was. Oh, well, is that a spoiler? I don't fucking know. It's got like this big number at the end. <laughs> is that a spoiler? Would it be a spoiler? No, it's not. There's a weird dance number in the film. It's odd. There's Tony Collette's in it for like five minutes. Oh, by the way, yeah, no. How creepy is Tony Collette and David Thewlis? Yes. Oh my Fucking god, they're so weird. weird. It's just so strange, man. Like, it's just the strangest film going. Like, I know I say like, oh, it's just a weird film, like a lot, but this is genuinely <laughs> the strangest and most weird <laughs> film I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And I will say I did some reading up on the book after and sort of what the book was trying to go for. And it does put an interesting perspective on what you watch, which is why I'm actually looking forward to rewatching it, having sort of read some of the, the, the themes and the interpretations um, and sort of going into it with a bit more context, I guess. But it is really one of these films that you can sort of interpret in any way, I think. I think everyone's going to see it differently and everyone's going to be right. And what if I see it as just confusing in general? Does that, does that, is that a valid criticism? Is that a valid I mean, I think, I think you would also be right because I've spoken to a few other people that have seen it and they would also say the same. I say the same. It's just, I think it is confusing as well. Don't worry. It's, it's really, really weird. It's, it's worth a watch though. Like to be like, to be perfectly honest, like it is worth a watch. Uh, but yeah yeah i will say you know no matter i think it's a film that's going to split audiences but i think love or hate it it's hard to deny the fact that it is a very unique film that you will not forget anytime soon i yeah, think and definitely it's one of those if um if you found tenet hard to follow then don't watch this, don't watch <laughs> this because you're just your little brain will explode with into a million pieces I watched these back to back tonight, and I'm thinking of ending things. Well, there you go. You had a nice, easy one to start off with, and then you had I'm thinking of ending things to blow your mind. Because 
I people keep going oh how confusing Tenet is and I'm just like are we, are we really like I don't want to sound like super intelligently like superior to everybody obviously but like I just don't understand how people are finding it that confusing is it just did everyone have like a really bad sound mix or what is it just I I rewatched it and it made a lot more sense to me on the sort of second watch I think I was more confused by the spy stuff I think we said that in our review yeah. um I was more cons- confused by the sort of convoluted plot than the actual sort of time mechanics but um yeah no I really liked Tenet on a second watch um I really love Robert Pattinson in the movie it's a shame that he got COVID. He has COVID. <laughs> I know. We've got, we've got to mention this in the news, actually, that I, that I remember. Uh, yeah, the Batman got shut down. All the news was like, yeah, a crew member has COVID. Uh, and then, no, it was Robert. No, yeah, and then two hours later, Variante Fair goes, update. It's uh, it's now believed that the person with coronavirus is Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and we were just like, I just hope he's okay. I love sure him. Fine. And also, I remember we mentioned The Rock as well. He ha- He's been fighting COVID for the last like week or so. And yeah, no one really knew. Yeah, no one, no one knew about that. Um, that was interesting. Everyone. He also... has come out. He's come out on the other side, though. He yeah. posted a twelve-minute video, um, sort of detailing what his experience was like. It's a very good video. I recommend it. He has so many good Instagram videos. He has like, he he has like a, he does like a state of the world speech every so often. And I'm like, yes, just please inspire me. President. Inspire me. <laughs> I agree. He's just what he's just such a likable guy. I really love The Rock. Have I mentioned this before? I think I have. I just love The Rock. <laughs> There's our pitch: a movie starring The Rock and Robert Pattinson. Do it. That'd be really strange because Robert would be trying to like act really like acty, and then Ro- The Rock comes in like, <laughs> "Hi, I'm The Rock, and I play the same man in every film." But it doesn't matter because everyone loves me. Tenet sequel? Anyone? Do it. Do it right now, or make um. <laughs> Robert, part of that Tom Cruise red is it red notice? Yes, make him part yes. Of that. Red notice, yeah. yeah. Make him part of red notice. That's what I want right now. How make it happen? I'll call Netflix. Since we're since we're on the topic of Robert Pattinson, I'm going to quickly mention a wee movie that's out on Monday. Oh, oh. Called Waiting for the Barbarians. Now this is not the one. This I had I had a couple of movies confused because they all seem to be in the same setting. This isn't the one that was directed by Polanski, was it? No, that's like a different thing. No, that's um, Jacuzzi. They were both at Venice. Um, Waiting for the Barbarian stars Johnny Depp and Mark Rylance and Robert Pattinson. And it's basically about a sort of magistrate that is like in charge of a colonial outpost. And he's very peaceful. And, you know, there's sort of indigenous people around him. He's very peaceful with them. Johnny Depp and Robert Pattinson are sort of like bad officers that come in. Um, because they feel like the indigenous people pose a threat to the empire, so basically, um, they come in and start torturing them, and it's about how they disagree with Mark Rylance, and it's good. I have to say, it's a very good movie. It's a very small movie that I feel like no one's talking about, um, so it is going to go completely under the radar. Yeah. And I would say it's worth watching for the performances alone. Robert Pattinson's not in it until about an hour and 20 minutes in but see when he comes in i think he completely steals the show <laughs> well he would because he's robert Pattinson. exactly um but like it's just a very good sort of character study it is a little bit boring for the first hour um that's what we love to see in a movie we love to see that when a movie is a boring for the first hour but the thing is like mark rylance is so good and the film's sort of so well shot that you sort of you can stick through it 
Oh, okay then. Um, and then it picks up and it becomes fantastic in the sort of last forty-five minutes. Well, I'll, I'll have to have a look at it. That's out on Monday, you say, on digital retailers? Is that what's happening? Yes, there? yes. So that's Waiting for the Barbarians is out on demand on Monday the 7th. Nice. And we'll just move into the coming, the, the closing section of our podcast, the what's out next in the coming weeks. And there is basically nothing. Uh, so coming out today <laughs> is on Disney Plus Premier Access is Mulan. How exciting for everyone. 20 quid. Watch it as many times as you want until December. I know I will. Yes, and then it's free. Exactly. Then it's free for everyone. That's exciting. I wonder if they'll give you like a gift or something for buying it. I think they might. <laughs> They'd be better. I think they I might. hope so. Exclusive access to see Soul early. And on September 11th, in, is this in cinemas? I don't care anymore because I really need to go yes, to the toilet. Yes, yes. It, it is, it is. The Broken Hearts Gallery, that Selena Gomez's rom-com, a waste you're, yes. you're just very excited. <laughs> I'm so buzzing for that, honestly. Well, there you go. That's all the films. And I think there's also like one dementia drama with Javier Bardem coming out on the September 11th as well. But we'll talk about more about what's coming out next, the week after, the week next week as well. Because <laughs> who knows? I think we're only doing two weeks in advance because there's nothing else to talk about. So <laughs> I know. Films will happen soon, I promise. Anyway, I have been Cameron. You can find me at CamsOG on Twitter and ohifilms.com. And I've been Oasis, and you can find me on Twitter at OasisOasis or on the film by thefilmbyte.com. You can find us here every Friday. Um, leave a review if you're on the iTunes. Hit subscribe or whatever it is you do with the podcast. I don't know. I don't really follow. I just know it gets put on these services. So do what we have to do. Follow us on Twitter for more information on when these things come out. But yeah, we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.